At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the Sixer Sense Podcast, hosted by co-site experts, Lucas Johnson and Christopher Klein. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Lucas, I got Chris and Uriah here, and we have some interesting topics that is not Ben Simmons related, and that's the only time his name is going to be mentioned in tonight's podcast, right guys? I hope so. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, nothing new under the sun when it comes to Ben, so we just have to wait it out a little bit longer. Well, let's see what happens. But in the meantime, Chris, let's just go ahead and start with some Embiid talk, right? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Obviously, the big news on Tuesday was that Joel Embiid signed a four-year, $196 million Supermax extension that will keep him with the team through the 2026-27 season. It is fully guaranteed, no injury clauses, and a player option for that final season. So, Lucas, what does this mean for the future of the franchise now that Embiid is is fully locked up long-term? Well, it means that the team can make the moves that they think is best without having to worry about is Embiid trying to leave, you know, in the next two seasons? Because he was still signed through 2023, 2022-2023 season. So they had a little bit of wiggle room, but it shows that Embiid still has faith in the front office Hopefully this franchise can do right by him like Milwaukee did with Giannis Antetokounmpo, but we'll have to wait and see on that. But I think in the short term, it means that the Sixers have a little bit of leeway in terms of like the he who not shall not be named in this podcast um, trade rumors. And um, but in the long term, it gives them a certain it gives them a window. And honestly, I think this window kind of is the window of Joel's prime years that we have because i believe he's under contract for what now six seasons he's 28 years old now that's going to put him at 34 so yeah he'll probably be near the end of his prime at that point and i mean that's that's okay that's okay i think that gives us the sixers about a six-year window to win a championship so they're on the clock now yeah um i i agree on on every account um obviously it's a pretty great day for philly um you know, I some people are going to be worried about injuries and stuff. Like, he's one of the best players to touch this city in recent memory. Like, you can't not sign him. If he wants to sign, you sign him. Like, Philly's best chance to win a championship over the next six years is, is to have him beat on the roster. So there's really no other way around it. Um, just, just a really special player in person, and his connection to the city grows stronger. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the guy who shares a name with Uriah's dog. I, I do think <laughs> it takes, takes some pressure off of them in those trade discussions. Um, like they can hang on to him if they need to and, and be as patient as they feel is necessary. Uh, some people might take that differently than others, but it does give them some flexibility 
But a- another note from the um, article that Ramona Shelburne wrote reporting the extension over at ESPN, she said that Embiid didn't get surgery on his torn meniscus. We kind of knew that already. But do we think, Lucas, that the injury was, was as serious as some made it out to be? When I'm thinking about how he played, I mean, he honestly, Chris, did we see a major drop off? Because I, I didn't. Um, I mean, maybe he lost like a little bit of lift. And that can be attributed to just general discomfort. And, and I mean, I, I'll be honest, I overreacted. I mean, if he's not getting surgery and, you know, his play, play was barely influenced by the injury, uh, I think overall, maybe we did overplay it a little bit. Um, I think it did look ugly, though, Lucas. It, it did look the, the, the when ugly. it happened. Yes. Yes. Right. When it happened. To look, but I think we all thought it was like a it, what he landed on his rear. So it looked like a tailbone injury or something. Right. That's what at least that's what I thought. I thought he hurt his back or his tailbone or something along that line. That definitely happened. Yeah, I do remember seeing his knee buckle kind of. I didn't see it until I saw the slow motion of it later. I didn't see the knee knee buckle there. So good eyes on you. But for me, you know, I was more worried about the tailbone back area because obviously he's had back issues back from college. Um, But I mean, overall, I'm not. You can live on a torn meniscus. I do every day. Um, but, I mean, he's a pro athlete. Uh, if the doctors are saying he can work through it, that's that's his choice. Um, and sometimes getting, rep- you know, repairing a torn meniscus, especially if it's like a tiny thing, could act sometimes lead to a, a larger issue. Like you got guys like Brandon Roy who had meniscus tears, and he they just it kept on tearing and tearing, and then his career ended way before it should have. Shout out to Brandon Roy, one of my favorite shooting guards from the mid two thousands. But no, I, I we'll have to see how it goes. If he gets another meniscus injury during this season this year, then I'm going to be very concerned. And I'm especially on the same knee, same side. I'm gonna I'm gonna call negligence on the on the medical staff at, for the Sixers and on Embiid for not taking it more seriously. Uh, yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, anytime the Sixers medical staff has to deal with anything. I think there's like a general sense of panic. So especially when it's in beat, of course, like I, I don't think they would have let him play if it was serious enough to, you know, to where he couldn't play. Like I, I know they have in the past and it's backfired, but I think we've reached a point where like the fact that he played probably indicated that it wasn't as bad as some people were, maybe thinking upon first seeing that slow motion clip or whatever. Um, obviously, at the end of the day, none of us are doctors, so we really don't know what we're talking about as far as, far as injuries go. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not really worried about it. If he didn't need surgery, if, if he, he, like you said, Lucas looked fine in the playoffs, played as well as he had during the regular season, there wasn't really any drop-off aside from fatigue, which has been a problem for him his entire career so uh, there really wasn't any issues related to the meniscus that you know you and I sitting at home could see um so yeah I'm, I'm not too worried about it you know knock on wood we'll see what happens next year and then in, in the future but uh yeah I, I'm I'm it's great obviously that he didn't need surgery <laughs> um but uh, another nugget that came out with Joe related to something a little bit less serious hang on chris one second before we um move on to that i do want to note one other thing is that um 
Joel, for the fans that don't know, Joel did negotiate this deal himself and still got a major payday. So kudos to him for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, there wasn't much negotiation. It's like, I mean, yeah, they, will you sign this? Well, I think, I mean, they did, there was no injury protections in there. So, I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, of course there's not. He's one of the, the MVP runner-up. He didn't yeah. need it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so good for him. And then also he finished top 10 in NBA 2K ratings as the new game gets ready to come out. Um, he received a 95 overall, which is technically tied for second, basically. Um, the highest-rated players are LeBron, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Steph, who are all 96. Embiid is on the same level as Nikola Jokic and Kawhi Leonard at 95. And then right behind him at 94 are Luka Doncic, James Harden, and his future teammate, Damian Lillard. So do we agree with that spot, Lucas? He's at number seven on on 2K's list that they released. I don't know if he's like a decimal point. Well, I guess he's a decimal point behind Jokic and Leonard in that case. I don't know what the deal is there, but do you think number seven is a fair spot for Joel? Hey, Sixers fans. Summer is here. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck because our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawn Mower 4.0. So what's in the Manscaped performance package? Well, inside the package, you'll find their Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. So join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Handle your trimming needs this summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Again, that's manscaped.com for 20% off using the code FANSIDED20. And now, back to the podcast. I think uh, I don't know if I, I, I don't take stock into the, you know, 1 through 10. I take the stock of overall. So in that regard, him being a 95 overall, I'm more than okay with. I think him and Jokic are, uh, you know, neck and neck in terms of best big man, best center, not big man, because Giannis is the best big man in the NBA. But best center in the NBA, yeah, sure, I'm okay with that. 95 seems like an appropriate score. Um, I do think he can do a little for a team, you know, by himself versus, like, Doncic, for example. Or, I, well, I don't – I'm not going to say James Harden. No, James yes. Harden. I mean, Chris. Did you watch the Dallas Mavericks in the playoffs? I saw them get bounced in the first round. I saw them get bounced in the first round the past, past you, two years. Did you see them take the Kawhi Leonard, healthy Kawhi Leonard Clippers, the seven games with Dorian Finney-Smith and Tim Hardaway Jr. and half of Kristaps Porzingis? I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know. Uriah, how do you feel about this? feel like we use Uriah as a tiebreaker here, but that's okay. Wait a minute. Chris, you're alluding to Joel Embiid not being as good as Doncic? No, I'm rating? alluding to the idea that Doncic's not doing as much by himself for his team is a bit ridiculous. Oh, to... oh, oh, I see. Yeah, he was pretty much carrying that team. Then again, Embiid was carrying the Sixers in some that's of those true. In, in the yeah. Hawks series. and. Yeah, yeah so. but Embiid had like significantly more help, even with Ben like on vacation. I mean, okay, how much better? I mean, yeah, Tobias Harris is better than Tim Hardaway Jr. But is Tobias better than Tim Hardaway Jr. 
and Christoph Porzingis combined. Guys, I don't. Christoph I don't know. Porzingis was actively bad in that series. I With think big pile and well, no, I think Kristaps. I don't think the coaching staff. No offense to Rick Carlisle because he is a great coach, but I think they were afraid to use him properly because they were afraid of injuring him again. So I don't know. That's just and well, I newsflash: Jason Kidd ain't the guy that's going to figure it out. So I, 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 I'm kind of confident that he is, and I mean, Kidd, Kidd like I, I, I am, I am half a decade. Kid was a terrible coach. He is. Did you guys see some of the excerpts from that book that Giannis came out with? About no. What, what did it say? Oh, there is there is some descriptions about Jason Kidd's uh, style of coaching, basically just running them into the ground and making them yeah. work out on Christmas morning or, or Christmas Eve, something crazy. And it was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Mike Budenholzer is a good coach, but there's a reason the Bucks like took off like a rocket ship as soon as Jason Kidd left. And it wasn't just because of Mike Budenholzer. It was addition by subtraction. I Well, I think Kidd has had time to mature. I mean, he's he's coached LeBron. He's been under Vogel's staff, which you can say what you want about Vogel. He's a great you have no you, you have no, like, actual knowledge of what he's learned from Vogel. That's just speculation. Like, we I don't mean, know yeah, what his role with that team was. We don't know if he's actually matured or not. That's just he might he might no longer be the worst coach on the planet. But that's okay, I think that's a little bit of a harsh statement. I mean, because, like, have, do you remember the Earl Watson, you know, fiasco in Phoenix? Let's 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 well, not give him the, the Earl Watson wasn't like getting his players to come in on Christmas morning to practice or whatever. I mean, no, he just drove you know Eric Bledsoe. You know, he just drove Eric Bledsoe. You know, to who, ask for a trade publicly. Who cares about Eric Bledsoe? I mean, apparently the Clippers. Apparently the Clippers. Yeah, who <laughs> Brett Brown drove Furkan Korkmaz to ask for a trade? That doesn't matter. And you know what happened next year? Korkmaz got a rotation spot in Brown's, you know, offense. So, you know, obviously, yes. Brett, Brett, that using Brett as an example is not a great one there, Chris. I'm, I'm going to call you on that one. Um, the point is that <laughs> Jason Kidd sucks. He's a bad person and a bad coach. He's not going to fix the maps. Um, you are really, I, I, I know that you don't like, you know, the past decisions that Jason Kidd has made because he's made some horrendous ones, but at the same point, I mean, he's I, he, I. I mean, it is what it is. It's it like is what it record. is. I mean, at the same time, obviously, that's not scaring away teams from you know hiring him. And we had this whole entire discussion yeah. with Chauncey Billups. We're not going to have it again. Well, look, <laughs> the Mavs front office clearly is not the most well-run front office on the planet right now. <laughs> I'm not like I, I don't know if Mark Cuban's judgment is what we should like like be our guiding light well we'll see what happens for sure but anyways luca's I, great i think luca is i'm not saying player. that luca's like a major downgrade I, i'm not saying that he's like a significantly less player than joel but i do think joel is a slight a slight tier above and that showed it in the rankings there that's all i'm saying chris i think joel can do a little bit more with a, a with about the same amount of talent that's uh, that's that's what i'm saying i think not saying that you know oh Joel's going to be able to win, you know, get to the next round, but Joel can win maybe two more games in a series versus like one more game versus Luka. That's that's what I'm saying here, Chris. Whoosh. And that's 
Let's talk about some of the the scheduling stuff for the NBA. The season schedule was released, and the season opener for the Sixers is home against their division rivals, the Brooklyn Nets, on Friday, October twenty second. So, are we? How do we feel about this Sixers team, who potentially might still have he who is not named? This is you know fully healthy. Super team okay. in Brooklyn. We can't say we're not going to talk about him and then keep mentioning he who will not be named. I know. It's I just a fun thing. It's just a fun thing. Just let me have it, Chris. Let me have it. I, I don't know. It's fun. You know, Brooklyn's a cool team. Um, if they do have that guy, then I'm sure he'll guard James Harden and that'll be a fun matchup to watch. You know, Kevin Durant. Uh, we'll probably go to town on Danny Green or something, and it'll be an interesting game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk a bit about, like, the other games that Philly maybe isn't playing on the national TV schedule. But it- it's cool to play a big game like that early on. Obviously, Brooklyn is not only a division rival, but maybe the, like, th- they're pretty much the team that Philly's chasing right now. So, not that we're going to learn a lot from opening night because long term that the opening night normally doesn't tell us much about the season as a whole, but it, it'll be a fun game. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested to see who's going to start at center for the Nets because they had Blake Griffin and let's be real, real. Joel will eat Blake Griffin alive on the, on, on offense. Like that's, that's not even a challenge. So, are they going to start Jordan against Joel? I don't think so. He's probably not going to be in the rotation. They're probably not going to go with, uh, what is it, Dayron Sharp, the rookie. I, my guess is going to be Nick Claxton. I can see him the starting center for the for the Nets for the regular season. Try to, you know, re, you know conserve Blake Griffin for the playoffs type thing. Yeah. Yeah, Look, I, Griffin, I think that's going to happen. Griffin can't be worried about, like, Joel Embiid because he's going to eat against any of those guys. It really doesn't matter who yeah. they put on him. It's There's not a single good matchup there, so they just got to do what's best for them offensively mm-hmm. and hope the team defense picks up the slack. Um, yeah, so I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, but the other thing, Chris, that we got to talk about is for the second consecutive year now, the Sixers are not a Christmas Day game. And do you think they deserve to be uh, you know, playing on Christmas Day, considering that they were the number one seed last year, and considering no, that they got is... guys like Doc Rivers, you yeah. know, Joel Embiid, and you know, he who shall not be named if he's on the team, or you know, maybe if they trade for Damian Lillard, you know, they I think you know, there's a strong argument that they could be, especially against like the Boston Celtics. Like, I know they're they're usually like a Christmas Day staple, but like, guys, we want to, yeah, Sixers, the Sixers lost to the Hawks, they don't deserve crap, okay, A. B, it's who cares if they play on Christmas? It's we get to spend time with family. It's okay. Three. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up, Chris. Time Uh-oh. out. The oh, Sixers you got your arm mad. The Sixers had the runner up for MVP, and he would have won if he didn't miss a couple more games. And then they Boston. lost to Trey freaking Young. Yeah, because of that person who shall not be named. Oh, by, okay. by the way, Boston, you're right. Hang Boston on, hang on. Is not as entertaining of a team as the okay. Sixers because okay. Embiid has such a large personality and he's such a huge star. 
Denver uh, also hey, made hey, it hey. to the second round and had the MVP winner, and they didn't get a game either. So yeah, I was they deserve a game because it's Denver. They're not a big market like Philly. Okay, is. well Boston's a bigger market than Philly. No, it's not. It, it is like uh, a bigger sports town. Uh, sports people watch the Celtics more than they watch the Sixers. That's the big. I I would bet like the hard stats <laughs> in terms of who's watching TV games. I'm gonna look that up. It's All probably right. Boston. All right, sorry to interrupt you, Lucas. Chris, no, 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 you're, you're fine. Risk, but carry but on. Like, the Hawks beat them. They got a spot. The Knicks play every Christmas. The Jazz were a better record team last year. Most of those guys there like have a case over Philly, if there is a case to be made. Now, like, the NBA is doing this with the primary goal of making money. Like, that's the number one guiding factor here always is moolah. So it, it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't impact like the final results at the end of the season. I don't. Did the Bucks play on Christmas Day last year? They probably did, oh. but it doesn't actually matter long term. They'll probably play on like Christmas Eve or something, and that'll be fun. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. all good. I will admit, Chris. I must admit, it is all about the money, the NBA. So I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like. Is there a case for Philly to be an interesting enough team to play on Christmas? Of course. But, like, do they, quote-unquote, deserve it? They got their butts handed to them in the second round. Again, they haven't made it past the conference semifinals with Embiid yet. There's no evidence that the team, as currently built, is a genuine top-level top contender. And they don't know what's going to happen with their second-best star right now. So, like, I get it. it. It's not, like, inexcusable. I hear you. I hear you. Um, but let's go ahead, and uh, I think that's yeah. So, Chris, did you, uh, did you chime in, Lucas? Did you? I, I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I mean, I've. I he mean, agrees I, with I, me. I put it he so perfectly. I mean, no, I mean, I made my arguments as saying like the Sixers are a better, you know, market than like you know the Sixers would be a better team than Boston versus Milwaukee because Joel versus Giannis, I think, is a better matchup than Giannis versus Tatum. Anyway, so let's we got a few quick hitters to hit on before we wrap this podcast up. It's going to be a short podcast. But first off, Chris, Rajon Tucker got released today. How do we feel about this in his stint with the Sixers? Uh, I don't know. Is feel the right word? Like when I saw the notification, I don't know if I felt anything. If I'm being honest, I wasn't like moved in any significant emotional way. He, he seems like a cool guy. He can dunk the ball quite well and he, he's <laughs> that's just he wrong. can defend but chris is like i didn't feel anything for this Look, guy. man I'm <laughs> this guy just lost his job chris no, is like, he'll get he'll I'm get another job sorry. uriah but anyway i'm okay. sorry to rajon that was a bit mean-spirited i didn't mean to come off that way but um look i i think grant riller is he were let's just talk about grant Riller yeah. signed his two-way contract spot Grant mm-hmm. Riddle is a better prospect for Philly long-term. Makes more sense. I mean, Rajon Tucker is basically a less developed version of what Aaron Henry is right now. Mm-hmm. Aaron Henry's a bit younger, so there's some overlap there. They don't really need two defense first wing who can't shoot the ball. Uh, Riller can shoot the crap out of the ball and was one of the best scorers in college basketball a couple years ago. So... Yeah, I mean, I like the that move, and I, I hope Tucker lands somewhere else. Like, he's obviously an NBA athlete. Like, there's something there. I'm not saying he's, like, out of the league forever. 
He needs the right system. Yeah, I don't know if Philly was the right spot for him because he's just never going to be able to play next to Joel without shooting the ball. So uh, hopefully he can go to like OKC and get 20 minutes a night. And then Grant Riller can go average 25 a night in Delaware and everyone's happy. Yes, Delaware. So, yes, like you said, Tucker was a fun watch for the Sixers fans and the layup lines last season. I didn't really, I actually, you know, I did feel something. I felt validated. And you know why I feel validated? Because I wrote a couple days before this happened. I was the mean one. I wrote a couple days ago. No, 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 no. It's not like that. No, I wrote a couple days ago that was Tucker really worth a two way contract? And I broke down, you know, his age and his lack of, you know, his lack of a ceiling at this point. He's 23. He's not but, like but do you really want to use a like two way contract on a guy who has showed very minimal progress on a three for three point shot on a team that needs three point shooting? Guys, guys, Grant Riller is twenty four and he scored eighteen total points last season. Yes, but he was a G League like really good G League player. No lie. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, point being is this: is that I think Tucker will get. I. I <laughs> what? So much rage on Tucker. Okay, yeah, he They're was. League players. Okay, okay. Here's the thing, and you said that you think he should go to another team. I think he should too, but it's not the Thunder, and I might get some booze for this. But I think he would fit perfectly for a team like the Nets that need defense, athleticism, on the wing. I think he would be a good good fit for the Nets in that regard because they don't need him to shoot a lot of threes. They just need him, you know, to attack the basket, get you know, make open like dunks run in transition play defense that type of stuff i think the nets would be a good fit for him but um riller you know like you said he was a great college scorer i kind of liked him in the draft a little bit as like a late round selection you know like fifth you know i liked him where they eventually took paul reed which was a better choice obviously but um you know riller good scorer can't go wrong with a microwave score uh as a two-way contract I like the idea. You know, they need somebody at the point guard position that can really create for himself. Um, defensively is where Riller is going to need to improve and creating for others. But you know, there's there's you know potential as a scorer there, and that's yeah. what the Sixers really need. Um, yeah. So I like, like that move in that regard. End of the day, he's probably the worst player on the team, but he makes a lot more sense basketball wise than Tucker. Um, I think he's better than Henry, but you know. I don't know. I mean, like long term, I'd probably prefer Henry, but I'm well. We're talking about right now, though. Yeah. Well, neither of them are going to play next year, ideally, well, unless you know something bad happens. But ideally, you are correct. Yes. Uh. Yeah. But let's let's also talk about Charles Bassey, who mm-hmm. is expected to get a full NBA contract from the Sixers. They're still working out the details as to whether it'll be a one year deal or a multi year contract, but. He's going to get that 15th roster spot. They're not going to keep Anthony Tolliver around. What What are your thoughts on that decision, Lucas? I'm curious to see which side wants the one-year deal. Is it Bassey? Is he betting on himself? Or is it the Sixers just wanting more flexibility? And is it just one year guaranteed to multiple years afterwards? Or is it just, you know, that's that's the information I would like to have more, you know, knowledge on. But um, I don't love it. I honestly think they need to have an open roster spot for a, you know, and I'm going to say his name now because the podcast is pretty much over after we're done talking about this. Ben Simmons. Ah! Ah! 
Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, whoa. I was about to be like, what? What did Who I miss? Who is that? Anyway. Why he... did you bring his name up? We said we were going to mention his name. Anyway. Broke all the rules. I know. Why I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel, Uriah. No, I'm but a rebel. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because we forgot. Actually, I forgot to put it in there that earlier we talked about the ratings for 2K. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, Uriah is out here tweeting during the podcast. Is he really? Ben's 2K rating. What is it? You're not slick, Uriah. What is it? Oh, you it. saw that? Look at you snooping. <laughs> I'm supposed to be focused. What are you doing? Focusing what on are you, me? both of you guys, on up. your phones during you know what during is? the podcast? I have Twitter <laughs> just on the screen for whatever reason, and look who pops up. Uriah Young. Hang on. I'm going to have to pull this up now. Lucas, it's not that we don't pie. care about what you say. It just so happened that Luke, uh, Chris was focusing on me and I was focusing on Ben being an 84 on 2K. Uh, Ooh, that that's disrespectful or, or what? Oh, I mean, he's much better than that. But I, I, would, I, 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 I would put him at an 86 at the minimum. They get like, they have him on the same level as LaMelo, guys. Yeah. What? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that that playoffs really hurt him in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah, like, and... look, Tobias is going to be like an 86, 87. Tobias is not a better player than Ben Simmons. I'm sorry to say it. Uh, I don't know about that Let, one. Less so, annoying, sure. Easier to uh, cheer for, sure. But I mean, can we, say, can we finally say that Tobias was a two-way player this year? I would say so. I would say Tobias so too. Has some nice stops. He he's not as dynamic. He's not as fast as Ben. But he's he not held as long. his own. Yeah, he held yeah. his own. And then then he was literally percentage point zero. I mean zero points percentage points away from being a fifty forty ninety guy. So yeah, that's not too shabby. He kind of you know towards the end of the year he kind of just like tapered off, and I think he was like recovering from some sort of injury, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. But no, so going back to Charles Bassey, because that's who we're supposed to be talking about right now, instead of talking about, you know, Uriah's Twitter game. Um, no, you brought up Ben. Yeah. And then yeah. I jumped on Yeah, that. don't deflect blame here, Lucas. <laughs> this started with you. You know, we could talk about who did what all this time, but it's the non sequitur. We're getting off con- conversation. Let's get back on to topic now. Yeah, let's get back to <laughs> Bassey. So yes, important. Bassey. So... <laughs> I mean, like I said, I would like to see who wants the one-year deal, if it's Bassey's side or it's the Sixer side. But either way, honestly, like, he didn't play in the Summer League. He's a, the 53rd pick. And while we have had, had success before, honestly, he might be better as a draft and stash. Well, you can't – not everybody is willing to be stashed. But I understand that. Before the draft, they worked it out with Bassey that he was going to be with the team next year. Well, and here, here's the other thing, too. Um, I mean, they obviously, Philip didn't want to be a stash, but, you know, they told him you're going to Europe anyway, so. Yeah, well, Philip uh-huh. had also been in Europe already, and Bassey's been kicking butt in, in the NCAA for three years. Um, well, here's the other thing we got to remember, too. Um, I mean, granted, it was because of, you know, an injury, but they got the Magic had a Chuma, what, what's his last name, Kangeki? No. What is his last name? Okeke. Okeke, yes, thank you. Tumo Okeke, you know, basically redshirt in the G League one year. But that was because of injury. I'll give you that. But I don't know. I don't love Bassey as the 15th man, to be honest with you. I'd rather open it up to 
to the veteran uh, to a veteran player because the Sixers are young, Chris. They're young. They only have two players over 30. And we have three bench guys under the age of 25 that are going to see major minutes in Korkmaz, Matisse, and Maxi. Maxi, who's only a second-year player that is expected to be the primary focal point of this offense. And I'm not saying that that's bad. I mean, second-unit offense, which I'm not saying is bad, but that's a lot to rely on youth to make a deep playoff run. I'm a little concerned, to be honest. And, you know... Like I said, you only have Seth and uh, and Danny as your like quote unquote like veteran veterans, you know, over the age of thirty. Damian Lillard is thirty years old. You know that would be a great addition, Uriah, and I'm glad that you brought that up. But here's the thing: it hasn't happened yet. Hey, Lucas, you you want me to tr- <laughs> Look, watch me trigger Chris real quick? Okay, yeah. I was I'm ready. watching highlights of Charles Bassey in college, and he looked nice. He might even have more of. More in his bag than Paul. Right. Oh no, you did it! I I but, did think that I I'm not committing to that, but Chris, I Uriah has gone out of his way to make this a family friendly podcast, <laughs> so I'm not going to respond. Oh, come on! But trigger at this point. I didn't trigger him. No, he, he at this he, point he's channeling his inner uh, Ron Artest. Is going to make like a million bucks next year. If they need to clear a roster spot for whatever reason, they can just waive him or trade him. It's not that hard. I know. I know. I just – I. Uh, well, I mean, you've already seen my Look, article. The Sixers, you know. the Sixers left that roster spot open last season and it ended with Anthony Tolliver. It's not like there's some guaranteed magic free agent at the – But that, this moment. isn't about free agency, Chris. This is about, you know, a Ben Simmons potential trade. Well, because you pro- put Bassey in the trade. I mean, yeah, they could. I guess they would have to wait until like after November fourth or whatever the moratorium yeah. is for that. But yeah, okay, um, fair enough. But yeah, um, I mean, if you're trading Maxi and stuff to get Lillard, then you got an extra roster spot right there. But if you don't Why trade not? for Lillard and you go for somebody like De'Aaron Fox or you know Tyrese Halliburton, which I honestly kind of prefer Halliburton over Fox at the moment. Really? I just, Why? I. Yes. Uh, Yes. Halbert, who's saying yes? Is that Chris? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like no, I like from Lord of the Rings. So yeah. You mean Gollum? Yes. My precious. <laughs> no, I, I do like Halbert more, and I know we're not, we weren't going to, but we're on it now. <laughs> Why not? I like Halbert because he he's a. I think he's a smarter playmaker, and I think he's a better. He's already a better shooter. And I think he's, I mean, he's not as quick as an athlete, but he is athletic and he's bigger. So as a six dog, five, though, is he a dog? I think so. I, I think so. Know. Not, not, not as much of a dog as Fox. Uh, well, well, yeah. Fox is a below average shooter, though, is the problem. Yeah. It's a trade off. Um, he can get better. Fox, Fox is better as like the go-to guy, but if you're trying to build around Joel, I think there's a pretty compelling case that Halliburton's the guy you want. And he has a higher ceiling too. Uh, I don't know if I'd say that, but really, hmm. I mean, again, Fox is like a guy who can dribble and just leave everyone in the dust because he's. Well, I mean, if we're going with fit, then technically Malcolm Brogdon is a better fit than Fox, but we would say Fox is definitely the better point guard. Then, then who? I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, for example. I don't think there's like some clear disparity there. I think they're, yeah, they're probably on the same level. level. Yeah. 
That kid from Sacramento who got co-MVP of the summer league. The Avion Mitchell. Oh, he is. I've never seen. I mean, it's the you know summer league, but his defensive tenacity is remarkable. I mean, I yeah, honestly, yeah, this is has remarkable defensive tenacity in the summer league. Tyrese Maxey. Paul Reed. Oh god. <laughs> oh, everything leads to Paul Reed for for Chris. Four blocks, four steals, twenty rebounds. At least he didn't name the other his uh, his other favorite player that's not on the Sixers. Like Poku? Poku? Did Poku yeah. even play summer league? Poku's too yeah, he did. He, he no, he played summer league. He's too good for that. He should. No, no, he's not. Man, he needs to. Work. He he's skinnier than Kevin Durant. Yeah, he still needs to play. Even better, pretty much. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Chris, get off the Kool Aid there. <laughs> um, I'm drinking Gatorade actually. Yeah, my statement still stands. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, uh. Anyway, no. So anyway, my point. Um, going back to Bassey, I mean, it is what it is. Chris is right. He, they could clear his roster spot if they need to, but I just want to know which side of the camp, which side wants to have that one year deal, because that's what I'm going to find interesting. So, so here's my theory, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the Sixers need to run out a starting five of Joel Embiid, Paul Reed, Matisse Steibel, Davion okay. Mitchell. And Tyrese Halliburton, and no one will ever score a point again. It's genius. It's so brilliant. But by by the way, I will say this: if Davion Mitchell plays well, and so does Halliburton, I think Fox does become a lot more expendable in the in the Kings' eyes. But yeah. Anyway, but Halliburton's better. He is better. I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but I mean, it's like this first thing. I'd take Derek White over DeJounte Murray. I don't know. If whoa, whoa. Better right now, but fit wise, you take Derek White. Mm. Well, if I'm if I if I if I want if I'm talking Spurs, I, I would want Murray and Kendall Johnson. Any deal has to include Kendall Johnson. It's Keldon. Keldon, sorry. Chris got to stop drinking that Gatorade because White not... over Murray? Yeah, yeah well mm. White shooting upside is significantly higher than Murray's. And it's like, like I get it. Murray's cool. Well, Murray can but... do more. He can do more with the basket. I mean, not really. White's a better scorer when he's on. Like, the injuries and stuff have sucked. But, like, White, at the highest level we've seen him, has been better than Murray. He just hasn't been there consistently yet. But, like... Let, I... let, me, let me just ask you this, Chris. Chris, outside of, you know, Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard, what would be the next best player that you think would work for Ben Simmons trade outside of those two? Um, well, outside of Poku, it'd probably have to be. Uh, hmm. Can't uh, say Paul Reed. Are we talking like? Are we talking like realistic? Realistic, realistic. Hmm. You can uh, even use a name that's already been thrown out there. Well, I mean, I'd say like Darius Garland, but that's not really re- realistic. I don't think Cleveland does that. No, Cleveland doesn't do that. Um, they would they would try to do Colin Sexton. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, like Fred VanVleet would be cool. Brock I don't think they're, they're not doing that with, now that they don't have Jalen Suggs. They're not doing that. Yeah, like Halliburton in picks or something like that. Honestly, you, my you, you, you would prefer a Halliburton over Malcolm Brogdon? Well, it it would depend on what what else you're getting, right? Yeah, 
I mean, you could get you could probably get two picks from you could probably get Hall. I mean, Brogdon, yeah, Warren, and two picks. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on like the exact packages that are offered. But, but let's just say Halliburton and Brogdon. Which one would you prefer? I don't know. I mean, I probably should say Brogdon because you're trying to win next year. But I Halliburton can help you next year too, and he's pretty cool. But I, I would say Brogdon, but maybe oh, let's... I'm just drinking too much. Halliburton cool. Okay, yeah, I think I think uh, okay, but I think we should probably just end up because we weren't going to do it and we ended up doing it. Let's go ahead and close the podcast. Chris, play us out. Um, yeah. So for all our listeners, um, there's this great movie called Pompeii that came out in 2014, (laughs) starring Kit Harrington and people whose name I don't know. Are we allowed to promote like this? Wonderful. Everyone should watch it. I'm promoting it. Shut up. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, to all our listeners, thanks as always for tuning in to yet another week's episode of the Sixers Sense podcast. As always, we really hope that you can continue to follow along. Please subscribe. Please leave us a review. Give us a rating. Let us know what you want us to do better, what you want us to talk about next, suggestions, all that stuff. We really appreciate it. You can follow along on our podcast, Spotify, Audible, Google Play, all that good stuff. Or you can check us out at our website, thesixpercents.com. And until next week, um, you know, have a good one, everyone. Thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.